Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Got A Lot In Their Minds. My name is Stevie B. You can follow me at Stevie B underscore pod or on Twitter at Stove1189. My co-host. What's goody? It is Kells. How you doing? You can find me at Kells55 pretty much on everything. Uh, trying to, you know, solidify that that handle anywhere I can. But what's goody? What's, what's been up with you? I mean, I know it's been up with you. I don't know if the rest of the world does, but uh, yeah, you want to you wanna explain why we've been on a hi- hiatus? Yeah, life is uh... <laughs> life a real peach. <laughs> life's been a little crazy the past month. Um, when was our last episode? Um, just about three weeks ago. No, almost a month ago. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, so we, I think on our last, we didn't really talk about the last one, but I think the one before that we talked about, uh, the engine of my car died, went through that whole thing. So, which I got, by the way, I got that, um, fixed. Um, Kia paid for a whole new different engine. I don't know if it's a brand new engine, but it's a different engine. Fuck it. If it can last you a couple of years, hey. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's, my car got fixed. Win. Yeah, my car got fixed. We bought the pickup truck off Jessica's uncle as well. So, but to get that, because we didn't know the, the car was going to get fixed for free. And mm-hmm. then, um, but it took fucking forever just to get an appointment with the goddamn DMV. Um, so we got all that handled. That rolled into, um, I went to a bachelor party for like three days, two nights down in Atlantic City, mm-hmm. right? It was me and like nine other dudes and um, rented an Airbnb, which was pretty cool. Really spacious. Came out to like 300 bucks for two nights, which is pretty cheap considering the hotel rooms are like three and change a night mm-hmm. for one night. Yeah. And uh, everyone mostly got their own room. There was like two dudes that had to bunk, but they were brothers. So I think they were cool with it. And uh, yeah, so like, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. And I uh, had a wild couple nights down in fucking Atlantic City. And then I come home. I go to work Monday, go to work Tuesday, and I'm like kind of sluggish. And uh, I'm just thinking I'm just like hung over because we were drinking for like three days straight and we're on like four hours of sleep. And um plus you're an old man now. Yeah. And then Wednesday I wake up and uh feeling just like terrible, like sore throat, headache. Um felt like I had a fever, drained, um really really sluggish and uh, a cough, stuffy nose. And I'm like, "All right, maybe like I'm like, man, I feel fucking terrible." I was like, "All right, I got to work tomorrow. Tomorrow's a 12-hour shift." I got to get a good night's sleep, and then I'll just wake up. I'll feel a little bit, a little bit better. Wake up Thursday, call my manager. I'm like, yo, I hate to do this, but I'm not coming in today. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, man, like I feel absolutely terrible. There's no way I can do this for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <clears throat> so then I go and I get a COVID test. Oh, I went and I got a COVID test on uh, Tuesday. Okay. <clears throat> right? I went and got a COVID test Tuesday. Rapid came back negative. I'm waiting for the PCR, and I call the next day, and they're like, the, I, I, when I left, I'm like, hey, how soon can I call them the next day to find out um, if I 
what the results are. Yeah. And then, uh, so I call Wednesday, like literally like five times and I'm like, I need these results. Like what's, what is going on? Cause now I got it tested Tuesday, right? Wednesday I woke up, I felt terrible. So now I'm like, man, do I have COVID? And I'm calling, calling, calling. They're like, no, something, sorry, something's going on. And then finally someone's like, oh, there was a fire in the lab. So that's what's delaying everything. I'm like, really? Okay. So then I wake up Thursday, I call out of work. I go down, I get tested again, and we're driving back on the highway from, we got tested in the commons, and then we're driving back up the highway, and I get the call, and they're like, yeah, your, um, your rapid came back positive. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And then the PCR came back positive, too. So I called my manager. I was like, yo, uh, I, just, I just went to get a COVID test, and it's positive. And he's like, his exact words were, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, so... I wasn't calling out for nothing. And so now um I had COVID and I was pretty banged up for a couple of days, not gonna lie. Like on my yeah. On my ass. This shit was going ten rounds. Yeah. I had a fever. I had a like a big whooping cough, uh sore throat. Like the most fatigue I feel like I've ever had from like a uh, a virus or a bug or anything. Like you're just yeah. absolutely drained. Um, sore throat. Um, and like these like chills too. Like you ever <coughs> see? I still have like a lingering cough too. You ever you ever like get out of a pool or you're in like summertime or it's like maybe just like at nighttime. And you're like in a pool, right? And your body temperature adjusts to like the water, right? So then you get out of the water and now you're freezing like instantly, like down to the bones because now it's like cooler out of the pool than it is in the water. Yeah. It would, you would get that kind of chill like instantly. Like if I just like took my hoodie off, I would get that kind of chill like to my bones, like freezing, shivering for no reason. Or... I would like, I woke up and like I had a cup of coffee to like, I was like, all right, maybe something hot will help soothe my throat. And then I'm drinking the coffee and then instantly my body just starts running super hot, like to the point of sweating. And like, I feel like I'm dizzy and my wife's like, well, you're drinking something hot. So your body's going to be a little hot. And I'm like, yeah, normally, but not like this, not like that crazy of a swing. Like I drink coffee every day, every morning. It doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. <clears throat> And man, it just, just absolutely just ravages you for a couple of days. I mean, everyone gets a different symptoms, I guess, and experiences with it. But man, that thing just really, really kicked my ass. I didn't lose my taste or my smell, though. I kept those the entire time. That's good. Because I've heard, uh, I've heard it's pretty weird to, uh, to have that happen. Yeah. I was talking with my buddy and he had it. And, uh. He's like, yeah, the loss of taste, he's like, is so fucking strange. He's like, I hated it because he, he loves to eat. And he's like, mm. I, I, I hated it. Like everything I went to eat, it just, it was awful. <clears throat> yeah, so I had COVID. And then, um, so b- from that bachelor party is where I'm 100% sure I got it. Right? So I get COVID. I do the quarantine. I do the amount of days I have to do. And, um. So then I do enough days to where now the, the wedding for said bachelor party is coming up and I'm in the wedding. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so I do the quarantine of the days recommended, the 10 days. 
I talk to the health department. They clear me. They're like, all right, you're good to go. You can go back into society and all that kind of stuff. So I go, <laughs> I go, I go to the wedding, uh, which was interesting because it was on the almost felt like the fucking hottest day of the summer. Yeah. Hell's fucking doors opened up. Yeah. Yeah. You were there because you were videoing it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever sweat that much ever at a shoot. And I'm wearing a full disgusting. suit, tuxy, like full tux, you know, shirt, vest, uh, coat, like the whole nine. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to fucking faint. You can, I looked at you a couple of times and I was just like, yeah, he's going to die. <laughs> I'm going to have so, to grab this dog that's that he's holding. But yeah. And uh, so now I feel like I've made the full full recovery from everything. And um, the only thing I have is I, I still have a cough. But they said there's there's certain things that like linger with you. And that's sometimes the loss of taste or smell. The fatigue, kinda, and like a cough, will be things that you might have for a little while after your ten day um, period. Um, but now I'm having trouble getting cleared to go back to work. Really? Why? Yeah, I was supposed to go back Monday. Today's yeah. Wednesday, just so everybody knows. No, today's Tuesday. I'm sorry. I was supposed to go back Monday, so I just had to speak with this company on Sunday. I told them everything. I said, "Hey, I feel fine, except for the fact I still have a cough, and I was supposed to work Monday and Tuesday and be off Wednesday." Yeah, and they're like, yeah, no, sorry, check back in Tuesday. So today's Tuesday, and the cough is pretty much dissipated. Like it's, uh, I'm, I've been coughing a lot now because I'm talking a lot, but um, it's not as bad as it was. Like it's very, it's damn near almost gone, and um, I can't get this company like to respond back to me to let me go back to work. Just fucking sitting here losing money. You able to do like any unemployment or anything, or is it like a? They said they like were like short term. They were like, "Oh, you're going to be compensated for your wages lost." Um, I haven't seen any money yet. It's been like two weeks. Okay. So, uh, um, I'm expecting a check for like 150 bucks, if that. I guess something's better than nothing, but yeah, obviously, yeah. when you're used to a certain amount coming in, and then. It's not anything near Listen, that. Listen, if yeah. it was like, hey, for the amount of time you're not working, your bills like just stall, and then like everything starts up again when you start working, I wouldn't give a shit. But it's a fact that the money's still getting auto, the auto payments are still coming out of the account, and you're like, shit. Yep, it's a uh, it's a weird time. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know if I had the Delta variant or what variant I had or whatever the fuck it was, but yeah, man, it was pretty rough. Pretty well. Rough. I mean, you, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But did you end up getting the vaccine or not? Nah? No. Oh, okay. <clears throat> gotcha. Nah, Trump for life. No vaccines over here, baby. <laughs> you don't want. You don't want your five G microchip. Yeah, no. I don't want the. I don't want to have a magnetic five G microchip in me. I'll carry yeah. around a cell phone all goddamn day in my pocket, though. Don't you worry. I'll get tracked that worry. way by the government. But no, I'm not like an anti-vaxxer, like a um, conspiracy theorist or anything like that. It was just kind of like, <coughs> like, I think there's maybe still need to be some research, maybe to like, it's all in like the research is being done now in live, um, in real time. You know what I mean? How long it lasts, what the side effects were. That was all happening in real time. Did I think it was going to make you fucking 
grow an extra arm or drop dead or anything. No. But I was kind of a little bit ignorant to the fact that I was like, oh, I've gone over a year. I haven't caught this thing. I work with the general public, blah, blah, blah. But uh, it took one guy to fucking give it to me. In hindsight, do you think like after getting it, you're like, damn, maybe I should have gotten it? Or is it like still? Uh, kind of, yeah. If it okay. would, if it would, uh, because it's still not like guaranteed, you could still get it. You know what I mean? But they yeah, say it's, just, if, uh, it's supposed to like help against death and obviously uh, the hospitalization aspect of it. Yeah. But yeah. obviously, you know, everybody's different. So yeah. when you're using if it something on a mass help with public, the, uh, the symptoms, yeah, probably, you know, because <laughs> it's pretty rough. Not gonna lie. Yeah. No, I just wanted to get your opinion on that now. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my wife's best friend, who's the one who got married, actually. She's a nurse, and, like, she gave me strict instructions. She's like, every hour that you're awake, you have to do 10 deep breaths. And she's like, and they're going to hurt. They're going to make you cough, but it's got to clear out everything in your lungs. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that was fucking rough. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You do it, like, the first time, and you're like, okay, every hour. But you do it the second time, and, like, they're deep, whooping coughs that, like, just kind of hurt your chest. And then after a while, you're like... You dread them every hour. You're like, fuck, this is going to hurt. And um, yeah, I got and I don't think it was from the second dose because everybody like claims that when they're feeling the second dose, it's more like kind of like the symptoms of the um of COVID, like more like almost like sweating and like fatigue and just not being able to move around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a cough, um, from allergies like the day or two before. So then when I got the second dose that night and then that I got it on a Friday. So that night and the Saturday after I was like up crazy, just like, um, like coughing up fits. But they also said that, um, this has been one of the worst like allergy years. When I went to the doctor, because I went and got a coat, I went, technically I went to the doctor to see if it was like anything wrong. Like mm-hmm. maybe I did get COVID in between like the, the shots before right. it like actually in between the doses. Weeks. Yeah. So, um, technically I was just seeing like what was wrong. I wanted them to like see if they could diagnose me, but they ended up just giving me a COVID test and then sending me on my way um but then finally i went to like another i went to like two urgent cares in like two or three days and then the second time the lady was like yeah there's been like pretty bad allergy season like like one of the worst so they like prescribed me some stuff but by that time it was like kind of getting to the point where i was managing it but that was like one of the worst coughing fits like it was keeping me up um so it might have been like the allergies mixed with the vaccine d- dose that like maybe amplified it or it could have just been full allergies and I didn't really have that bad of a reaction to the dose. I don't I don't know. But yeah, it was it pretty been. that was that was fun. Yeah, fucking rough. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. I feel like I like caught, st- caught COVID and then like went from like drinking all fucking weekend, literally just going alternating from caffeine to booze. To getting home to then now, like, 
getting now drinking only orange juice and water. My body was just draining everything out of me. Fucking Gatorade, orange juice, and water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the three. Yep. I remember you saying that. Yeah, that was my diet. And I could barely eat, too. So I was you like, could barely eat because you just weren't hungry, or you were like sweating yeah, it out, or just yeah, wasn't wasn't hungry. And then, yeah. but I was I, like, I would get nauseous too. So anytime okay. I would eat something, first of all, I was like on so much like, I feel like medication. I had like cough syrup in me. I had um, uh, vitamin C tablet, a zinc tablet, uh, a bunch of water, orange juice, Gatorade, and um. And then like Tylenol too to help manage the fever, and just all that mixing around down in my stomach, so I was nauseous. So then I would eat like Tums or something, <laughs> and then then trying to eat on top of it. So anything I put, I ate just radically upset my stomach. So I'm not eating for like close to a week, and then like as I'm like starting to feel a little bit better, I have no energy. So now I have to try to eat, and then when you haven't eaten in like a week, it just pretty fucking tough yeah you lose that like where your stomach was so now you're yeah yeah your appetite is just not what it was not what it was and mm-hmm. it was awful it was terrible i don't wish it upon anybody well maybe a few people i could think of that probably deserve it <laughs> but still but still yeah it's pretty rough so damn damn son but i'm alive i'm living we good we back yeah. Might take some time to get that whole work thing situated, but yeah, hopefully, fucking hopefully a, you'll be back soon. All right, we're going to do a podcast today until I'm back to work. All right, let's fucking go. Let's fucking send it. Let's uh, let's catch up to uh, children's programming. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, they're, uh, they're up there right now. Yeah, I know. I was listening to them last night. Good guys. Good, great, great yeah, guys. Good great, guys. Great hosts. Shout out Dixon for not inviting me on the one fucking episode. Which one? The one with Sky? Yeah. I He didn't invite me. I just went. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I took I that personally. Invite, I invite myself. I'm going to invite Nick Parodies on ours and not Dixon. Oh, I told him I was going to invite Bill. So I guess I got to rescind that invitation. Yeah. No, he's not invited now. Okay. So when he, he hears this, he'll know. That's right. He's got my number. But, he can call me. But yeah, we've been we've been off for probably three, four, four weeks, almost a month. So, um, anything else in that time period? Um, well, the Olympics and, happened. I didn't really. Watch. Yes. So we we you did you were more in tune with that than me. I was very in tune with it. I was all about the Olympics. Uh, My man, watching Dom a lot Hauser. of sports that I don't normally get to watch. Um, there was badminton that I didn't even like realize, and I felt bad because. We had a uh, an athlete, and she was like, I think she was like ranked seventh or eighth, and she was going against like the woman who is like ranked first or second from China, and the, she was up a set on is her it badminton. You said badminton, badminton. There's an Min- N in there. I didn't know Minton. when I heard the announcers saying it. I was like, why the fuck are they saying it like that? <laughs> and then I like Googled it. I was like, oh, they actually say like the full word, not when we were just kids saying badminton. Yeah. Um but yeah, I felt bad cuz she was she was leading the first set. She won the first set and she was only down like a point or two in the second set and she hurt her Achilles. And the way it works there is like it's not really a timeout. 
it's like the person like an injury um the person who's like the medical staff comes over and like starts to like talk to you and then the um the actual one of the judges comes over or the refs whatever they're i don't know exactly their names but they come over and they just ask you can you continue and the only thing that you can um do is say yes or no and she said no and she said no and they actually brought out a wheelchair for her but wow. she was like she was killing it so you should you could see like when she was leaving how, how frustrated she was. she was yeah like you figure you have um normally you have a four year gap between this this yeah. year you had the extraneous circumstances of covid last year so the technically the 2020 olympics are happening in 2021 you have all this added pressure you don't have the fans there and that's also like the whole there was a lot of um backlash because Simone Biles um stepped back st- stepped out of the uh the group tournaments that they were participating in in the group uh team because she yeah did the one ex she did the one floor exercise I think it was a floor exercise and um I could be wrong with that but she's in the air and she felt like she didn't know where she was so <coughs> as far as somebody who has to land tricks and the gymnastic aspect of like landing on a balance beam or like other things that are pretty dangerous where you could literally land on your head like I don't know why anybody's giving her shit over that like if you yeah, don't, thought, if you if you're up in the air and you don't know where you are, like, come on. Yeah, she said that she had the twisties. Um, I guess yeah. that's something that occurs with mm-hmm. gymnastics. Gymnastics, yeah. And um, I also thought the scoring with her, what they announced, was going to be kind of bullshit. They said because she do does moves that they don't mm-hmm. encourage other gymnasts to do because they have the high risk of injury. That she's going to be not scored more or less against the other gymnast, but more or less kind of against herself, like. We yeah. know she can do that move a little bit better, so it's going to be like an 8 instead of a 9.2 or whatever. Which I'm like, that's fucking stupid. No. No, she doesn't get scored against herself. She gets scored against the rest of the field. It is a competition. If they can't do those moves, that's not her fault. Yeah. Right? Like, in a dunk competition, if I can't put the ball through my legs to dunk, that's not the other guy's problem. Yeah. I thought that was so stupid. And... When she dropped out because she just mentally was like, yo, I'm not here. I can't do this. They were like, oh, did uh, did Michael Jordan ever not, not show up for a game? Did so-and-so ever do this? And then it was like, Jordan literally retired because he said he was too burnt out by the media in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he's literally said that he doesn't know if he'd be able to play in this day and age with social media because he can't fucking take it. Oh, that I didn't see, but I mean, obviously, there's a you quote know, that he's like, the, he's like, I don't first. know if I'd be able to compete in today's stage because of the social media and the access for the fans and every all of her, everything that stuff that chirped in that he didn't like is so much yeah. more accessible now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, like, he was very he like, he was, he was a very a in in personal person, like you know, just staying with himself. Yeah, but yeah, fucking people are stupid. <laughs> I'm like, you people are a bunch of assholes. Yeah, you just you try to like relate everything to everybody, and there's different circumstances that everybody goes through, and then you find out too, like that her aunt passed away. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like I don't know if it was during the competition or like two days before or like in that time frame, just like randomly. So it's like, 
you don't know what people are going through. So you have to have this like a little bit level, a little bit higher level of kindness. Like you don't, you just really don't know. So, I mean, she got so much hate from it. And uh, months before, Naomi Osaka pulled out from mm-hmm. one yeah. of the tennis matches, and then she got like so much backlash from it. And then you start to watch the documentary on her in Netflix, I think it was on, and you just see like it shows you more of her personality and who she is, and really this the limelight doesn't seem like suited for her. Like she's she's more of like a like a person who wants to be just do what she like. She wants to like play tennis and really not deal with like the extra added pressures of, right. of what that brings. And that's tough because, you know, fans are think they're entitled to Everything. every ounce of yeah. somebody's time. And, um, yeah, it's tough. And like, don't get me, don't get it wrong. Like, I love it too. Like the whole Mamba mentality, especially like when you're representing the country, like you want, you kind of want that natu- like you're representing us mm. and <clears throat> excuse me. I love that, like, you know, uh, like, when Kobe would play in the Olympics, he was ruthless, and, like, when Jordan would play in the Olympics, he was just, ab- like, when they destroyed Tony Kukoc, you know, like, I love it's all that kind up. of stuff. Like, up, but yeah. I, yeah, it was. Like, I love that whole mentality of, like, you're, like, the man in the arena. Like, you're stepping in. You're the gladiator. Like, you like to live vicariously through those people, you know, that, like, step up in the moment and all that kind of stuff. But, like, the second that somebody trusts their gut and is like more of like, like mentally, I can't do like you said, you don't know what they're going, what they have going on or like their gut just tells them like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like I can't do this right now. You really don't kind of get the, the right to tell them to, for choosing their mental health. Like <laughs> you, I don't know your, if you would ever get that, that place, you know? I th- I mean, yes, as somebody who has been living in this country for the last 31 years, would it be great if we could get all gold medals? Yeah, absolutely. Of yeah. course. But, of course, sure. But at the end of the day, like, fucking just get over it. Like, we're going to do really good in certain as- at certain um, sports. Some we won't do so good in. Some we might get have a moment where we beat somebody who's, like, predicted uh, better than us and then sometimes we might falter but there's always another there's going to be more athletes who will do the unthinkable and it's just like just get over yourself like there's I also be don't times think like it's... just because you're an Olympian or an athlete or a competitor or something like that doesn't automatically make you supposed to be the perfect role model for what parents think their kids should be looking up to yeah like yeah. I think you should it's easier said than done like I think you should, but, like, if you want to be an athlete and you want to act like Dennis Rodman and, like, just do whatever the fuck you want to do, like, I think that's perfectly okay, you know? Or if you want to be the athlete to be, like, I don't know, like LeBron and try to be, like, a social activist and do Space Jam and stuff for kids and stuff like that, that's fine, too. Or you could be the athlete or the competitor that just, like you said, like, uh, Naomi Naomi Osaka, just, like, kind of like, nah, I just want to play tennis and, like, that's it. Like, I just want to shut the doors off. Like, you don't get any of my personal life. I don't think it's their innate responsibility to be the perfect role model. Like, if you have a kid, it's your job as the parent to weed through the the noise and say, like, and, and sit down and talk with your kid. And if they were a big Simone Biles fan and they're crushed that she dropped out, 
Like, that's when you take the time to talk with your kid and to explain to them what's going on. That's not her fault that if, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I never thought that was the athlete's responsibility to have that perception as, a, as the perfect person. Um, where was it? No, I don't think it was her. I think it was... Oh, yeah. So think about it. Like, we have tons of athletes, right? And we've been, we've had such a luxury of winning so many gold medals in throughout the years. So then there was um, the Philippines who, um, one of their weightlifters, um, Diaz, um, I don't want to fucking mispronounce this name because I'm terrible with names. I think it's Hidalene Diaz. I could be wrong. Um, And they won their first Olympic gold medal with weightlifting. And let me tell you, just the fucking, like, sure, like, the pure joy that you, like, see on her face. It's just, like, I feel like that's what the Olympics is about. Like, yeah, it would be nice if we could win gold, like I said, in every sport. But just seeing certain moments, like, they transcend through what it is to to like be from a country like right seeing somebody defy the odds i think to me is is something great um there was also the two um high jumpers who are like really good friends and they've been competing over the years from different countries and they the way high jumping works obviously is you keep raising the bar yeah so the p- people go at the same height at the same like they like one after another so they both made the height and they asked like what they want to do do you want to have a jump off and then they asked it uh like one of the athletes asked like can we share the medals and then the, the, the olympic i guess whoever the referee was like yeah you could do that or either he said that was an option and they picked that and you just see like the joy on both their faces that they could share a medal. Like it's moments like that to me that are just really um fucking awesome. Um yeah. Personally, I love the women's soccer team because just I'm I mean I'm I'm not a huge soccer fan, but they have really made me appreciate like soccer, the World Cup, obviously being in the Olympics when they won um, the bunch of times that I've watched and obviously this year going into it, they were, they're always, they're favorited because they expected just won the world to. Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're favorited too. Uh, but they didn't end up winning the gold or the silver for that matter. They won the bronze, but at the end of the day, they still brought home something. They competed at the highest level. Um, they had one match where, and the broadcasters obviously know more than me speaking, um, the broadcasters were saying that they were, they didn't come out with the same energy that they usually do. Um, but they had a ton of shots on goal that just like didn't go their way. You know, sometimes it happens. Right. And they had a, the, uh, the penalty area. They had one of the, um, women ended up kicking, uh, the Canadian, um, in like the shin. So I guess that mm-hmm. ends up being a penalty. But if you see like how close it was to being a penalty to not, 
it was like maybe a foot or two. So it was that close. And it was so close to her hitting the ball, but she ended up connecting with her, her foot. So it's like a game of inches at some points, you know, you get fouled right near the penalty box. And then we also They're had moving our goalie, really quickly too. Yeah. And you, you also had our goalie get hurt in the, in the game against Canada. So we had our backup goalie in who right. obviously is still a world-class athlete, but you know, right. Especially yeah. on a penalty kick, you, you, you're guessing on a penalty kick. Yeah, like, it's more or less. You yeah. have no time to react. Yeah. And she guessed the right way. She was just a little bit off. So yeah. it's like little things like this. And then like people just complain about like, you know, whereas I've been told too from like people who are big soccer people, like I get into when the world cup rolls around and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not a sport I really follow. But um, I've been told like the Olympics are like, they're important because they're the Olympics, you know? But as far as like, like football or soccer, however you want to call it, um, the World Cup is like oh, yeah, everyone yeah. really, really gets up Cup. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Olympics are cool, but you'd rather win the World Cup. Yeah, and which is good because we won the last World Cup with the yeah. women. Because they're they're just pretty dope. But um, um yeah, but and yeah, obviously, no, like, yeah, yeah. I think the women's uh, volleyball team won gold. Um, there was just like a lot of just moments that you just you know. I thought it was remember. cool that skateboarding was in the Olympics this year. That too. Uh, now, that yeah, being said, time. no knock to them because I can't ride a skateboard for the life of me. But I was talking with one of my coworkers, and I was like, it's a little weird. Because, like, for years and years and years, like, the generation that we grew up in, from the 90s to the early 2000s to the mid-2000s, you, like, I think you're a little jaded when it comes to that kind of, with the skateboarding stuff. Because, like, they're just doing, like, one rail and it's like best move on that one rail. And if they missed it, it was like, ah, crap. And you could see like, they were, they were amateur athletes. Like they were not like they're, you know, they were not professional, I guess, skateboarders. They were amateur no. athletes. I don't, I don't know if that's correct, but go on. But I'm just saying like, I'm feel like I've watched the X games for years and years and years. And these guys are 30 feet up on these mega ramps. And some guys are doing backflips and this and that. And then you turn on the skateboarding in the Olympics and some feel like some of them were just kind of like, sometimes just missing like a grind on a rail and you're like, man, like this is a little bit different from the X games. Yeah. I don't, I think, I don't, I don't know for sure, but they might start with something simpler for skateboarding to see if it's like something that would, uh, take off. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think that they're exactly amateurs. Um, some of the, like, I, I forget what they were saying, but the one, um, the one American who was supposed to win, um, he's competed in certain, certain, um, pro tournaments and stuff. Um, oh, really? but yeah, but he just, I guess, didn't have a, a good set that, that day. And I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. It's hard with, um, the, the kid who won. Cause I think he's like 16, but so. They said the level level of difficulty was hard with the moves he was doing and that um he was really the only person who does that move, kinda like Simone. Right. Like in his class. And that I'd have to agree with you because to me it looked like, you know, just some normal trick I do in, in Tony Hawk Pro Skater yeah. back in the day. Again, no no shade to them because I couldn't do this for the fucking life of me. Yeah. But I could barely Ollie back when I used to skateboard in like fifth grade. But yeah. 
um, if you have like, I don't know, six athletes who are skateboarders who can't do that move, it's then it's, and they're pretty much the top of their class. And I guess it's gotta be something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Tough about it. But even, even, yeah, even him, I think, um, Japan won gold in the men's and the women's for the skateboarding. I think they're, yeah, I think they oh, were really? both like, like really young, like 16. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something like that, which was cool. Yeah, it was I, don't know, I get, I get, a, I get a kick out of shit like that, even if it's not from our country. I just like watching, watching some cool shit happen. You're a big Olympic guy. I became one this this year. Yeah, I think it's just because yeah, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning to watch this women's game twice, <laughs> so I was pretty fucking in it. <laughs> not gonna lie, set that alarm and when it came around, I was like. I'm up. I'm up. Watched it and took like an hour or two nap and then, yeah, started my day. <laughs> Fuck it, right? Oh, man. Um, so, besides the, uh, the Olympics, I think recently we both were talking about uh, that new documentary that, that came out. The Malice in the Palace. Yeah, so I think that's pretty cool because they're going to do an, a different... Um, different like event or controversy each time oh really yeah I, I don't think it's just like a full documentary about the malice i think it's each episode has to do with something specific it's like a all-inclusive episode on that certain topic so this one was all about the malice at the palace i didn't know it was gonna be a series i thought it was just a one and done documentary oh yeah no it's a series so oh, no. all right that's that's pretty cool yeah so uh I think like watching this, it, it really brought to my attention. Cause I mean, we it brought my remember attention how I know, I know he was diagnosed with mental health, health issues, but like it was kind of eye opening to sit with, run our test for an hour and a half and see how his brain ticks. It's meta world peace, sir. Is it, please? is it still meta world peace? I don't know. Actually. I don't I know if so. it's back to run our test or meta world peace. I don't know. Anyway, you know, who, you know who we're talking about. Yeah. We know what you're talking about, but yeah, it was, it was just, I forgot who was on that team. Like I, I remember the the people who were involved. Obviously, um, I remember most of who. I forgot Reggie was on the team. Everyone else. That's what I I'm saying. I I yeah. forgot that Reggie was. That was his last year. Because I could have know. sworn he was retired by that time, but I was wrong. But I mean, it was also like they went from the prop, arguably the best team in the league, to after what was that game like. Game ten, yeah, it was really now having three of their players suspended three their, for a probably their three out of their top, top players, four players, yeah, yeah. suspended know? for an excessive excessive amount of time. Yeah. Ron Artest being suspended for the, the whole, whole season, year. yeah. So that really changes your whole game plan and and just everything about it. Um, yeah, like I remember. I remember Ron Artest being really good defensively and like spurts of offensively good. Obviously, Reggie Miller is Reggie Miller, so he was good. Yeah. And I remember Jermaine O'Neal being really good. Like, I remember Jermaine O'Neal being one of the better centers. Like, I remember him being an Eastern Conference All Star. Like, he was, mm. you know, I feel like uh, I'm trying to remember at that time, like, who was in the league. But like, that was like, like Kobe and Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter and that whole kind of, like, I feel like it was like him and like, Kevin Garnett, you know, in the East were the big guys. 
I don't know if Dwight Howard was in the league at that time yet. But then obviously Detroit was there. Yeah, like with rival. Ben Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So I remember them being. The, um, uh, I forgot how good the team was, but I remember how good certain play. And Stephen Jackson's always been a solid ball player. Um, Great. Defense, I didn't realize he was yeah. a rookie though. I didn't realize he was so young. Um, his interviews were fucking great. Jermaine O'Neal's like, Ron Artest, GT, he like, some, I feel like sometimes he's like talking around a question a little bit. Or like he mm-hmm. didn't, sometimes like he doesn't answer it directly. Jermaine O'Neal's a very like, uh, he carries himself very well, very professional, you know. And then you get to Stephen Jackson. He's like, I didn't give a fuck, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. It was interesting, though, to see how little security was on for that night, right? Where they had like three cops. And uh, it was also interesting. You saw the guy who came onto the court after Ron came back from the stands and he came on the court. The guy runs up to him. You always thought that guy was a douche. And then this just solidified it. And the guy's a douche. Yeah, like, what are you you doing? And that Ron, when the guy threw the beer at him or the cup or whatever it was, he runs up and he punches the guy. The wrong fan. The wrong fan, which I always Uh. thought happened. But then then they interviewed the guy who threw the cup, and they're like, do you have any remorse what you did? And then he was a douche, too. Yeah. He had, like, no remorse for starting that whole thing. He didn't care at all. And I was like, nah, I feel like a couple of you guys deserved it. Deserve to get fucking punched in the mouth. Somebody threw a chair at Jermaine O'Neal. I thought that yeah. was wild. I'm pretty They're sure just, he hit like a fucking, like, one of the security guards. Yeah. Like, absolutely wild. It just. I mean, you don't, obviously, since that has happened, there's been nothing that has escalated to that. No. That measure. But. It's interesting, and obviously, you got to take it with a grain of salt because it was like I think it was executive produced by Jermaine O'Neal. But oh, was it? Yeah, I think this episode was. I don't know if the whole series is. Um, that's why. That's why I'm pretty sure. Um, but everything that like Ron Artest said about like trying to like he went and laid on the table and was like using things that he learned in therapy to calm right. himself. Which they but said then, still like, was the like, other, But while the other team sees it as like being disrespectful. Yeah, which even still, like it wasn't, I feel like even if that's considered disrespectful, it doesn't constitute somebody throwing a beer at him. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's like you see these different, like, like why it's happening. And you're like, now it makes sense if you're, sitting on your t- on table because normally you would just go absolutely crazy but you're trying to actually calm yourself down right and then this other thing happens that just is going to send you over the fucking edge which did and and you couldn't stop himself well I thought it was interesting I think it was Reggie who said it and he's like the pushing and the shoving and the jawing back and forth. He's like, yeah, oh, that's, that's all bullshit. part. Of, that's all part of the game. That's all part of yeah. the show. Like it happens all the time. <laughs> he's you like, know? most of ain't our, nobody worried most about friends. That. Yeah, yeah. He's like, ain't nobody worried about that. He's like, but the perception to the fans, they're reacting off of what you're giving us. He's like, so when you do this, 
And I guess yeah. it was Ben Wallace that like waved his hands like back us up or come on or something like that <clears throat> to the fans. And then the cup gets thrown and Ron Artest's trigger is just done. Like he, that's it. Off and running. He goes into the fans. Steven Jackson is right behind him, just slugging on people. And it just, I thought it was also like wild that a security guard runs up and is going to tase Reggie Miller. And he's like, yo, what the hell are you doing? I'm fucking Reggie Miller. Like, what do you do? Like, who, imagine somebody tased Reggie Miller in the middle of all that. You're Dude, the that idiot. guy would never like, have lived that down. <laughs> at that point, Jordan's retired, right? Reggie Miller's probably one of the last guys left from like that golden age of the 90s. Yeah. One of the How most not know popular basketball players ever. And I do not know who he is. My God. Such a I think, wild. I think that's that could be why we forgot that Reggie Miller was playing too, because at that time he was hurt. Right, yeah. He had a broken wrist or whatever. Hurt yeah. Wrist or something. But yeah, man. Like, how do you not know who fucking Reggie Miller is? <laughs> like that's fucking wild. Absolutely wild. It was it's interesting though to finally get the players to sit down and talk about it. I was crazy how much, I mean, I kind of felt, I felt bad for Reggie Miller because it kind of was like, it should have been his ring. Like it should have capped his uh, career and got a ring and it would have been like the storybook ending and everything. I kind of felt bad for Jermaine O'Neal too. Yeah. Because uh, it screwed up his season. I feel like he never kind of like really bounced back the way he should have from that. No, definitely not. I think that's what set off the whole like, um, the thing too, like where the players have to wear suits on the bench and all that kind of stuff. That's it's been a little bit. I think they regressed on the rule a little bit now, but for a while, like guys were sitting on the bench in like t-shirts with like chains and stuff like that and street clothes. And then I think it was after this where then they implemented like if you're not playing, regardless of its injury or what, you have to sit on the bench, like, and almost like a full suit. Like it's got to be a fucking like, look your best collared shirt and a jacket has to be worn. Or something like that. Like they really started cracking down because, like you saw the the media images, they're like these thug, these basketball players portraying oh, yeah. as thugs and all this other kind of shit. So they really, really tried to steer away from that image for a long time. But it was also at a point where we weren't calling out all the bullshit. Like if that would have happened now, and people, oh yeah, would have called look at, them look at thugs, the exact like, difference. Yeah, it would from have the, been from um the 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 first round of the playoffs this year. You had the fan that spit at, towards Trey Young. Yeah. And um, there was another incident that happened. Was it with Russell Westbrook? Or was it with somebody else had like something like thrown at him or something like that? Maybe it was like a bag of popcorn or something. I know it's happened to Russell before too when he's like walking in. Somebody's yeah, he got pissed. I thought two people got spit on this year, honestly. Maybe it was two. But yeah, look at the way the it's handled now versus how it was handled then. Well, I'm, like I'm they, not even just talking about the NBM. I'm also talking about like how broadcasting has changed. Like maybe uh, somebody stupid like Laura Ingram will would say still call them a thug. Is um, she the shut up and dribble girl? Yep. Okay. So she probably would She's still be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think fans spit on Westbrook. Oh no! Wait. Yeah. No, that threw popcorn. Fan spits on Trey and Westbrook gets heated. I don't know. But yeah, 
uh yeah she would definitely still probably use that those words but um it's not like we've came to the point where we're beyond that but i think a lot of people would definitely search what they would say nowadays because there is that fear of them getting canceled i mean maybe some of them some of them wouldn't fear it and just say what they want to um but i think a lot of people are being held accountable for their actions so they would not be as and it's hard because like all the police findings found that everybody had the right to do what they did basically they yeah, had criminal like they had criminal proceedings that ended up saying that hey this person came fist clenched face to face with Ron Artest so he was in his right to defend himself mm-hmm. and that's and literally the police saying <laughs> that he had the right to do that so yeah. it's like you're just seeing this whole thing play out and it's not the way that you're used to seeing a basketball game happen so now they're now they're thugs because you know they went and defended themselves so i also thought it was funny where it was like i think they said jamal tinsley goes to run our test and he's like oh yeah you can go get your foul now and then they cuts to jermaine he's like oh steven why would you say that to (laughs) him somebody who's gonna do that he doesn't need an excuse to go do something crazy why would you tell him to go do something crazy? <laughs> and of course, he does it to Ben Wallace. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? Steve Jackson <laughs> should have just fought him right there. Oh, man. Yeah, Steve Jackson is fucking wild. This is the last time I'm talking about this shit. Yeah. There was funny. some, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then you you know you see that I mean obviously Reggie retires so you feel bad. Um, Meta World Peace just kind of drops out, goes to the Lakers, gets a chip, and then I think Stephen Jackson got a ring too with the Spurs. Um, mm-hmm. Even if he didn't, he went on to a couple like he had a good career, like he wound up on a good team and played for um, a couple deep playoff runs. Um, and then Jermaine O'Neal, man, just fucking was never like really the same he started bouncing i think he wound up on the celtics at one point i think the heat too you know like it was never kind of really the same i feel like yeah yeah he's got a uh a championship steven jackson does with the spurs um i just searched this one site and it says he has one championship but it doesn't say who with oh okay but I'm assuming it's with the Spurs. I'm pretty sure in the documentary it had him celebrating with the Spurs. Um, Great documentary if you've if anyone it's on Netflix. Check that out. Yeah, so the t- 2002 to 2003 San Antonio Spurs. Right. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Fucking like yeah. Wild times. Great documentary. Yeah, I've been I've been just like I feel like I've been on a pretty pretty solid doc kick lately. I just think it's wild that someone thinks that they have the right or like what gives you the set of balls to like throw something at a player? I just never kind of really understood that. You gotta be sitting pretty close to being able to hit him. And then you're thinking, hey, this is a good idea. <laughs> 
I feel like we talked about this too when the whole Trey Young thing happened at uh, Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm all for like the shit talking from the stands and the chants and all that kind of stuff. That's our part. That's where the, you know, football they call it the thirteenth man and all that kind of stuff. But the second you kind of cross that line, then you're a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't think that should be condoned at all. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I've been at football games and funny things have happened. Like. Somebody threw a dildo on the field. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. But I still don't think it was right. That's pretty funny. We've seen a guy go streak. I don't know if he was streaking, but he was just run, running on the field at a jet game. I know and they don't was, show that anymore. but He was wasted, too, because this same... We were at a jet game. You were there with us. Um, I forget what game it was. I don't think it was the Monday night game. That was too cold. But as we're like walking through the like entrance, you know, to like get your ticket scanned or whatever. Um, like there were like these bunch of drunk kids like by me and Jess and like they're like pushing and shit like that and like shoving and like turn to him. We're like, yo, chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And um, kid, you see the kid is wasted and he started talking shit. So I don't forget what we said back and forth to him, you know, just chirping back and forth and crazy. And then we get in and then this kid starts, he went on the field and not streaking cause he wasn't naked, but like he was running across the field and it was the same kid that we were arguing with at the gate trying to get in who was shoving and was all wasted. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Good times. This kid is probably blackout drunk. Doesn't even know what he's doing. Earning that himself like a, a hefty a- fucking fine. Another thing that they, or probably just kicked out of the stadium forever. Um, yeah. An- another thing they said was, uh, it was uh, something about the game. It was up so much that the normal fans, season ticket holders were leaving. Yeah. So other yeah. people were coming down. Yeah. So you have people who've been drinking, like you said, in this circumstance, in your circumstance too. And that's usually the case. Um, And fans don't know how to act and they think they're entitled to doing whatever they want. So it's a, definitely a culmination of bad things happening i don't know no, no i do not condone it so you got anything else for me this week or is that it um yeah so recently as i, I mentioned before i've been watching a couple documentaries Mm-hmm. And on Netflix, um, there is a series from Zac Efron called Down to Earth. I don't know if you've uh, seen it. Um, no. Not not actually watched it, but I don't know if you've like came across it when you're just like scrolling through. Um, but it's basically it's uh, Zac and this other. Um, it's like this this guy who's a like a superfood kind of like health. I don't want to say fanatic, but just somebody who's more into, um, you know, eating healthy, being healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go to, uh, and his name's Darren. Um, and they go to different um, parts of the world that have been um, basically more, um, what's the words that I'm looking for, obviously? That have, are, are taking more precautions in health and, and different um, energy like, sources, different... More like uh, conscious of like... 
Yeah, like their different carbon things footprint that, and their health and everything. It's not only it, yeah, so it's weird. So the first one is Iceland, and it kind of goes into some some things with food, um, how different cultures, you know, just use their surroundings in a in a more of an equal eco friendly way. Um, it also has the shows their um, the way they use electricity. Um, they have a couple um, different kinds of plants that uh, one of them takes like steam from like where the volcanoes are and then produces uh energy out of that um i forget how many i think i've watched the first four episodes so far uh the second one is about france and it has to do with um um like there's there's just uh a spot in la that they went first before going to france and um they were actually taste testing different kinds of water which sounds like weird but right um the guy was like you're if you see purified water you should probably run the other way like that's the worst water for you because it doesn't heard, have like the minerals that you need i've heard spring water is better yeah so instead of having the minerals that you need you're drinking it and water i guess basically needs certain things Right. Yeah, so it's that. pulling those nutrients that it needs out of your body to get. So it's kind of doing like the opposite of what you think. Right. Yeah. I've heard those so points. they they yep. said they he was they were like and they actually had on this episode uh, Anna Kendrick as a guest for like the first part of it where they were mm-hmm. taste testing the water. Um, and then uh, this third one that I watched was from Costa Rica, and it was this it was one of Darren's friends that they created like this basically this community that just like plants everything in and around like where they live so they had like a banana tree they have uh like different super fruit fruits there um i think they had like a star fruit and different other things they had cocoa which is like what they make chocolate out of but just seeing where it actually comes from for like Pretty much the first time. It was pretty interesting. Like it doesn't look like what you would think it does. Right. Um, and then the fourth one was um, Sardinia. And it was saying how they have like the most. It's Sardinia has a. It's, they're located at, in a blue zone it's called. And it has the most um, centennials. Um, and just people living longer lives than like really anywhere. Um, oh, really? So, yeah, a lot of these these citizens are living to, like, 100 plus. Really? Or even, like, 95, like, 98, just really long lives. Right. So wow. they're just trying to see, like, you know. What's the difference What's different what there? Doing? Yeah, right. what are they doing? Um, So I don't know if the other four are out yet on Netflix. I haven't. It's on Netflix. What's it called? So it's called should, Down to Earth? It should be. Yeah, it's Down to Earth. It's actually really good. And just seeing, like. Almost like a transformation. Um, in Zach, obviously, you know his lifestyle of just being like a movie star and then just kind of getting a different approach. He, I guess, the like intro that they do every episode is like he, I think he heard a podcast where Darren was talking. And, um, and he just basically reached out and then, 
I don't know if they had like him on the podcast first or they just started developing this show, but um, they just go around to different different places. And um, one of the other things about uh, the Sardinia episode two, which was pretty interesting, was he was obviously for certain roles, he had to look a certain way. So for Baywatch, you know, he was on he like was a fucking high pro- ripped. He was ripped. He's on a high protein diet. And a lot of the people in Sardinia are eating a like pretty much a high carb diet. And he was like, every nutritionist or any person that I've gone to see has never like said to have like has basically told me the opposite of like a high protein diet. Right. Um, and a like a low carbs or like lower no carbs. And then here these people are living till they're like a hundred and they're like barely eating right protein or the complete opposite yeah exactly right so it's like it just it's like a a shift in in like your perception and just um the cool thing about france too is they have like a free water free water um at least i think it's at least in paris but like tap water and like water around the city is free even for like the homeless um and they have it they have it opposite where if you think about like you go to a vending machine you buy a bottle of water, right? Yeah. So they have these empty bottles that you could buy. And then you can go around and fill it up. Oh, uh, okay. Or you can just, you know, if you have you one buy yourself, one bottle. you can just... Well, it's a little know, bit more eco So you're also not... Yeah, you're not um, bringing all these plastic and mm-hmm. using single-use plastic, which is good too. Right, yeah. Um, and then they also have a couple spots around the city and you can you can use an app... To, to see where they are located but there's also a couple like sparkling waters locations which is pretty cool oh really so the yeah so the um and then like they they literally like go to like the water treatment plant in france they go to where the the power is being um created in iceland so they like have access to like these uh like like actual power plants and stuff so it's it's, it's really interesting and cool so i would definitely yeah. suggest it to anybody who's I feel like it'll be you know america will be the last country to ever do that it, unless it honestly, yeah. unless somebody's getting rich nobody wants to shift all the money and resources i feel like that's unfortunately a reality is, with our country which is like, so weird because like you talk like, about single-use plastic and how it's a really bad and it's all in the ocean and stuff like that but Hey, who's whoever the guy who owns the most manufacturing plants that make all these bottles? He don't give a shit. He's getting rich, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's like shit like that that'll gatekeep these um, changes and things like that. You know, which is so wild to me because like I've also watched a couple other one documentaries that like have to do with um, obviously us tipping over the uh, you know. The point of no return um, yeah, with climate course. change. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one was actually narrated by Woody Harrelson. So that's another good one to watch. And it, it has to do with soil and why we say like kind of the like trees are so important because they hold the carbon. Mm-hmm. Besides, well, not only holding it, they transfer it like back into the ground, which is something that's important. And they suck suck it out of the air. So to me, it's wild that... You have to, if you're a, if you're, um, a government and you're seeing all these people complaining, you have to have scientists that know something. 
Yeah. So you're bro. either you either know more than all these people, or you're just doing nothing. Well, so. I think I think it's part of the two way. Um, <clears throat> our pro- I think it rolls. It's all one big tangled web of mess, and that's the problem. Is that half our politicians too have, you know, the the whole lobbyist thing, which means politicians basically are kind of like bought. You know, hey, I'll fund this and I'll fund that for your campaign and this and that. But in return, you're going to make sure you look out for my industry and my company and make sure that I'm making money when you're in term, you know, which is a conflict of interest in my point, because then they, I feel like they don't truthfully do the, what the best um, option for any kind of thing would be. They have to cater to their lobbyists and their money and that they like financially, there's a, they are invested in a lot of stocks and things that they can invest money in the stocks and then make legislation or reject legislation that could directly affect their money, which I think is another conflict of interest. But so I, I understand that I really do, but there comes a point where if all of this is true, which July was just the hottest month in recorded history. You're seeing tons of fires. You're seeing all these different natural disasters, Germany, um, and like three other places were like crazy flooded. I know. How do you At not just like some point bro, it's we're either the, we're going to die or they we're going to die. They don't give a fuck. I guess money for a short period of time. The billionaires are starting good. to go into space, bro. What, what does that tell you? That's true. They're, 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 like, they're getting yo, ready to go to space. They're like, yo, we got to get out quick. Yo, Interstellar was out. just actually like a... Bro, we're setting it up for our future generations to get the fuck out. You guys Interstellar do. was a def- was definitely a uh, a research project. Yeah, right? I don't know. It's just, it's just... I don't know. The more you watch, it's like... I agree with you, too. Like, how are you... These people in this type of power, and you can move the needle, and, you know... And you don't fucking do anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking. I'll send wild. you a couple. I'll send you a couple of them so you can just really hate your life. Yeah, Be- do it because there's definitely a. There definitely seems <clears throat> like there is ways to go about it where. If we make that switch, you we'd not only be better off in the long run of health, but. Like money. Like a lot of people can make more money, and it's funny because. You watch one documentary that's about like farmers and shit. And it's like a lot of farmers are living in poverty because they're basically just getting government subs- subsidies to do, um, let's say, corn. Basically, it's just me- a meal for like the uh, livestock industry. Like you're just making <clears throat> food, which is, which is for fucked up our too. food. Yeah. 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 Which is funny that's because fucked up situation there, too. Yeah. Um yeah, there's there's obviously tons of that. Just yeah. yes. It's baffling. Come on Nancy Pelosi, fucking do something here. And I'm somebody who has obviously been part of the problem. I I love my protein and meat and stuff like that. I can't like knock that, but I mean, I'm going to try to do a little bit more than I than I've been doing. Um but at the same time, I feel like Maybe maybe I'm wrong with this idea, but I feel like I can only do so much, even if I went you like, can, completely that, 
That's the even problem. if you go completely you can only vegan, do so much. The people who are in power are still pushing this that's, way, so it's, that, it's not. That is the unfortunate reality. Unless there is a mass mass movement, yeah, the everyday common man can only do so much. They can do if they all work together. Obviously, like you ever see, like the little analogy where like all the little fishes come together to create a big fish to eat the shark, like yeah. that kind of thing. You know, where if like the whole state of New York just stopped eating meat, you know, that would be a grinding halt. That would throw a monkey wrench in. So but, let's just let's just <clears throat> let's yeah. just put this out there. Fridays for Future was a school strike that uh Greta Thunburn started in 2018. So for the past three years. Three years, she has been skipping food on Fridays to strike. Or no, sorry, was it skipping? Well, yeah, I mean, I think she has food, but she's skipping class. Sorry, that that was, I think the. Um. But for the past three years, she's been doing that. Yeah. Yep. Well, here we are. (laughs) Oh lord! (laughs) I think that's gonna. On that note, we're gonna wrap up. Yeah, this, this episode got a lot on our minds. Sorry if we took you down a a, a, a We're darker, getting y'all woke. Sorry if we we took you down a dark path, but it's things that need to be said because yeah, buddy. I so mean, only only we no, only definitely got, we can say YOLO, those, uh, but we only got one fucking Earth, so we can't. You know, only it's YOLO funny so like long. that. That's that's like that was like all well and good when I was like, uh, you know, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, and all that kind of stuff. But like now I have uh a nephew, a niece, my my cousins are all like having kids now and like there's I'm seeing like the next generation and I'm like, ah, it's kinda of fucked up to just kinda of leave it for their problem the way the boomers did it to us. You know? I have a like, niche. That's not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So it definitely kinda of puts it in perspective a little bit more. Yeah, I've definitely been selfish in the past, I can't lie. But yeah. you know. I think at the end of the day, it's never too late to educate yourself. So, yeah. And whatever you can do, obviously, from that point of when you educated yourself, whether it's raise more awareness or, you know, just continue to educate yourself, it's obviously better than just staying ignorant. But, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll end there. We'll end that's there. that's our, our gems for today. There we uh, go. Take them and do what you will. So watch those documentaries if you if you care to. I think they're good. They but come. this has been What's another the, friendly uh, episode of... Oh, what, what? What is the list of movies? The Criterion list? Is that the list of movies? Yeah, don't that, do like, that. Um, No, they're there's not. like the Criterion list, right? That's like all the, the movies that you should watch and all the kind of stuff. Like, you know, the... Yeah, the, yeah. We have the Kells list now, okay. too, which is like the documentaries and the... Yeah. <laughs> The things you should watch and listen to. For sure. Mine's yeah. better. Don't worry. Yeah. Fuck that criterion list. Dude, I'll, I'll talk to you when we, when we end, but yeah. <laughs> um, this has been another friendly episode of uh, Got a Lot on Our Minds. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Uh, share with your friends, share with your family. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, let us know if we could do better. If you have any 
uh, things that we need to learn about, yeah, just send them our yeah. way. We'll we'll do what we can. And uh, hopefully now that life is kind of like settling down a little bit, summer was fucking wild. Um, mm-hmm. We can be a little bit more consistent with the episodes. So yeah, for sure. Look towards. Got, that. Apparently, we have another one tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> if, I, fuck with you. if I don't be clear for work, <laughs> fucking a. Yeah, right. All right, though. Appreciate you all listening. Yes. Peace Until next episode. Peace.